You're about to listen to another inspiring word from House on the Rock Church, the London Lighthouse. For more information and interaction with House on the Rock, please visit our website on hotr.org.uk. Good evening, church. Good evening, family. Good evening, friends. Thank you for joining in this second installment in our fifth school series in our life classes this month of June. You are in for a phenomenal time of teaching in God's word tonight. You are going to be blessed. You're going to be illuminated. You're going to be educated. The series is Faith School. We're digging deeper to understand faith and how to operate by faith. All right. Our pilot text for tonight is taken from the book of Hebrews and chapter 11, verse 1 to 3, the famed portion of scripture that talks about faith. Hebrews 11, verse 1 to verse 3. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For, it, for by it, the elders obtained a good testimony. By faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. So that the things which are seen were not made of the things which are visible. Hallelujah. In our school of faith, we've already come to understand that without faith, it is impossible to please God. That's what last week, Wednesday was all about. It's the fact that without faith, it is impossible to please God. We've also come to understand very clearly throughout scripture that the just shall live by faith. There is no other way for the believer to live but by faith. If you are not living by faith, you are not yet living as a believer. So we've got to learn how to live by faith. But if we're going to live by faith, we've got to have the right definition of what faith is. We've got to know what faith is and what faith is not, lest we are living by something that is actually not faith. So in tonight's class, I'm going to be dealing with understanding faith. I'm going to be dealing with the definition of faith. I'm going to be answering the question of what is faith? So the subject of our teaching tonight is redefining faith. We are going to redefine faith. We're going to bring great clarity to what faith actually is. Let's pray. Mighty Father, I ask that you help me, that you speak through me that you cause my tongue to be as the pen of the ready writer, that I might inscribe upon the hearts of the men and women that are listening, whether live or later, your living word. And by reason of that living word, they will be elevated to a new level of experience with you. Let faith arise, great faith, cause situations to be turned around, yokes to be destroyed, burdens to be lifted. Lord, have your way in the midst of us. Even tonight, I pray in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Hallelujah. All right. How do you define faith? Quickly type it in the feed if you're on Facebook or YouTube. How do you define faith? What is faith to you? It's very important that you are able to have a personal definition of what faith is. It's very important that you have a grasp of what faith is. So I'm going to give you a few moments right now, wherever you're tuned in from, to start to scribble down or crystallize in your mind your definition of what faith is. The pilot text is the classic text that talks about the definition of faith. It says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, 
Let me backtrack a little bit and start with that first phrase. It says, now faith is. So that's the first thing I want you to quickly grasp. Listen, listen, get it, get it, get it. Now faith is. Faith is always now. Faith is always now. Faith lives in the present. Now faith is. <laughs> now faith is. When he made that statement, it wasn't so much saying that, okay, faith had a different definition before and now faith has become something else. It was saying that I'm giving you the definition of faith. And one of the key components of the definition of faith is that faith lives in the present. Faith lives in the present. It's just like in Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 6, the, 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 the verse 6 of that same chapter, where it says that without faith it's impossible, it's impossible to please God. For he that cometh unto God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. Now guess what he said? He said that you must believe that he is, not just that he was and not just that he is to come, but that he is. He is what? He is our ever-present help in the time of need. He is Jehovah Shammah, the ever-present one. So it tells us that you've got to believe that God is in the present. God is present. God is available. God is real. God is tangible. So you start to see if God is dwelling in the present, faith to access God must also be in the present. Now faith is. Faith dwells, lives in the present. You've got to believe that. Now faith is. You see, faith in the past is a testimony. Faith in the past is a testimony, while faith in the future is hope. Faith in the now, faith in the now is active. Did you get that? Faith in the past is a testimony. Faith in the future is hope or a desire. While faith in the now is active. Your faith has to be in the present tense. But as much as faith in its active form is in the present tense, is in the now, the faith in the now needs the anchor of both the past and the future. Ooh, hallelujah. What anchors faith in the present is the past and the future. Faith in the past is what has already been done. The finished work. Faith in the past is what has already been done. It becomes the anchor for your faith in the now. That the fact that you're able to look back and see what faith has done. You're able to look back and see what has already been accomplished. You're able to look back and see the finished work. So that gives impetus for faith in the now. Faith in the future is what is yet to be done, which is hope, which is prophetic. Now, faith in the now, which is the active form of faith, needs both the faith of the past, which is the testimony, which is the finished work, which is what has already been done. But it also needs the faith in the future, which is actually hope, which is the prophecy. Now, those two anchor my ability to believe God in the now, my ability to exercise faith in the now. Faith is now. Type it on the feed wherever you are, Facebook, YouTube. Say, faith is now. Stop postponing it into tomorrow. Stop postponing it or, 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 or put it into, into the past. Faith is now. If you are going to live and walk by faith, you have to learn how to live and walk in the now. So now let's go deeper. So what is faith? 
It says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for. So faith is substance. Faith is substance. What is substance? Substance is something tangible. So faith is tangible. Faith is not some ethereal, intangible, mystic thing. It's not some understandable thing. It's not some, oh, it's some smoke and some clouds and all of that. No, no, no. Faith is real. Faith is tangible. It can be seen. It can be experienced. It can be felt. Many times Jesus would encounter people and say, and Jesus saw their faith. Hallelujah. So faith is visible. You know, when those ten, those four lepers, four friends rather, brought their paralytic friend through the roof to Jesus, the scripture says that Jesus saw their faith. Their faith was tangible. Your faith cannot be hidden. Your faith shows up. It shows up in your actions. It shows up in what you do. Faith is tangible all right so faith is substance it says it's the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen now to better understand the the the, the definition of faith we're going to look at that first verse verse of hebrews chapter 11 and verse 1 but we're going to look at it in other translations in the new international translation it says now faith is confidence in what we hope for, an assurance about what we do not see, all right? The English standard, standard translation says, now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. The revised standard version or translation it says that now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the proving of things not seen. I love how the Amplified Translation expounds this verse. It says, now faith is the assurance, the confirmation, the title deed of the things we hope for, being the proof of things we do not see and the conviction of their reality. Faith perceiving as real fact, what, as real fact, what is not revealed to the senses. Faith perceiving as real fact what is not revealed to the senses. Woo! Hallelujah. Powerful, powerful. Those various translations that you can, we can read so many other translations of that same verse, help us to see what faith is. Faith gives substance to hope. Remember, it says that faith is the substance of things hoped for. So faith gives substance to our hopes. Faith gives substance to our hopes. Oh, hallelujah. Get, get this right. You see, hope is the picture. Faith is the painter. Hope is the picture. Faith is the painter. So we need hope as a focus for our faith. It is hope that gives our faith something to bring into reality. All right. So hope is like a magnifying glass that takes the rays of the sun and focuses it to produce fire. Do you get me what I'm saying? So hope is essential, but faith is what makes that hope come to pass. You see, without faith, hope is at best a 50-50 proposition. You know how it is when somebody says, I hope to see you tomorrow. By, by making that statement, he's already suggesting that there is a possibility that he won't see you tomorrow or that you won't see him 
tomorrow. But faith gives substance to our hope and it causes our hope to leave the realm of a 50-50 proposition and become a guaranteed certainty. Faith gives substance to our hope. It makes it 100% guaranteed to come to pass. Faith is the evidence of things not seen. <laughs> I like the way the Amplified put it. It said that faith is the title deed. It's the title deed. It's the it's the mortgage papers, if you like. It's the it's the uh, the evidence of your ownership of something. The title deed. The title deed. In some countries of God, uh, they will call it the 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 seal seal of ownership. Okay, the proof that you are the owner of this thing. So faith is the proof of ownership of something that might not yet be seen. Faith is what you have before the thing. Did you get that? Faith is what you have before the thing. Faith is you have faith first of the thing before the thing comes into being. In fact, the faith for a thing is as good as the thing. <laughs> it's the title deed. Faith is what you have before the thing. Faith is truth over fact. We'll come back to that in a few moments. But faith is truth over fact, you see, because facts can change, but truth is unchanging. So faith is the truth of the finished work. And the facts have to now ultimately confirm or, or conform to the truth of what you have believed. All right. So faith is tangible. Faith is substance. Faith is real. Faith is what you have before you have that thing. Faith is the title deed. Faith is the proof. Faith is the evidence. Faith is the guarantee. Do you see all of this? This is what faith is. Now, as we go further to try to understand, so faith is the substance of hope. What is the substance of faith? If faith is substance and it substantiates our hopes, it makes our hopes come to back, come to pass. I don't know what you are hoping for, even tonight, even as you are watching it. I want to let you know that all you need is the faith substance to bring that hope to pass. Because faith is the substance of things hoped for. But what is the substance of faith? Now we read in verse 3 of Hebrews and chapter 11, it says, By faith we understand that the world's were framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of the things which are visible. The things which we see are not made of what they appear to be made up of. Wow, this is profound. The worlds were framed by the word of God. The things that we see are not made up of, made of the things that we see. <laughs> What does that mean? It means that there is a substance behind the substance. That means uh, this table in front of me, it seems to be made of, of, of glass and maybe wood and whatever it is. But according to this scripture, it's saying that it is not made of what it seems to be made up of. There's a substance behind the substance that I see. And when we start to look at the whole world, we start to be able to trace that these things, for example, a wooden um, table, it, it looks like it's made of wood, but that wood came from a tree. Which tree came from seeds which grew into the tree? Which seeds came from the fruit of another tree which 
um, also came from seeds of, from another tree, from seeds from another tree. And so when we start to trace everything we see backwards in time, we start to realize that the way we see them right now is not the way they originally were. They started out as a seed. It all starts with a seed, all right? It all starts with a seed. Whatever you're seeing right now, it started out in seed form. So what you are seeing is not, is not made of what you see it being made of. It is actually made up of the original seeds that set it in motion to be made up of what you now see. I hope I'm not confusing. I hope you can get what I'm saying. So by the time we trace these things all the way back, everything we see, we trace it back from seed to fruit to seed to fruit to seed to fruit to seed to fruit to seed to fruit, to seed to fruit, fruit. We're going to come back all the way to the original seed, the very first seed that set it up in motion. Genesis and chapter 1 and verse 3, and God said... God said that was the first seed. The word of God is what set up everything else that we see into motion. So the word of God is actually the original substance that produced all the other substances that we see. So now we understand verse 3 of Hebrews chapter 11, when it says that the things that we see are not made up of the things that they appear to be made up of. They are actually made up of the original seed that set it all in motion. We also understand the first part of that verse now, where it says that the worlds, the eons, the ages were all framed by the word of God. They were all set in motion by the word of God. This is the original seed, the word of God. So so first Peter in chapter two, verse 23, first Peter chapter two and first chapter one and verse 23, rather, it says, having been born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible through the word of God, which lives and abides forever. Hallelujah. The original seed is the word of God and it is incorruptible seed. Now, therefore, we now start to bring it all together. The substance of things hoped for is faith. The substance of faith is the word of God. It is the word of God spoken in faith that produces the substantiation of our hopes, that produces everything that we see. Woo! Glory to God. Did you get it? Did you get it? So the word of God is the substance of faith. It is the word of God that gives birth to faith. And then faith is able to give birth to what we hope for. Hallelujah. The word is the substance of faith, while faith is the substance of hope. In understanding what faith is, it is important to understand that the source of faith is the word of God. This agrees with the New Testament in Romans chapter 10 and verse 17, when it says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So we see that the word of God is producing faith. Hallelujah. The hearing of God's word is producing faith within us and that faith is able to produce the actualization, the substantiation of our hopes. 
Hallelujah. Somebody give God the glory. What are you hoping for tonight? What are you desirous of tonight? What are you looking for tonight? Well, what you need to do is find the word of God that guarantees that thing. Meditate, confess that word of God about that thing till it produces faith within you. And then by faith, you will be able to actualize whatever it is that you are desirous and hoping and looking for. Glory to God. I pray that faith arises even in your heart tonight to, to grasp your hopes. Uh, pull them out of the realm of a 50-50 proposition and pull them into the realm of actualization. In the mighty name of Jesus, there shall be a supernatural turn around in your life by reason of the spirit of faith in Jesus mighty name all right we're still dealing with redefining faith we're still dealing with understanding what faith is in understanding what faith is it's very important to understand what faith is not because sometimes it is in understanding what a thing is not that you have more clarity on what a thing is now faith is not foolishness and it is not presumption. Woo, hallelujah. It's not just presuming. It's not just a hoping and a praying. It's not just, oh, I just, something good is just going to happen to me. That's not faith. It's not presumption. It is not foolishness. It's not just walking. You know, people think that people of faith are just foolish people. No, sir. It is not foolishness. Faith must be founded on the word of God. Like we've already made clear that the source of faith is the word of God. You know, so for faith to be real, it must be founded, firmly rooted in the word of God. Hallelujah. To understand what faith is by understanding what it is not. There's no way we can do that without without studying the father of faith in the Bible. You know who the father of faith is? The father of faith, according to the Bible, is Abraham. Abraham, the father of faith. And we read about Abraham in the book of Romans and chapter 4, verse 16 and 17. That's what I'm going to look at today because we're still focused really more on fully understanding, redefining what faith is. Romans and chapter 4, verse 16 and 17. This is what it says. It says, therefore, it is of faith that it might be according to grace, so that the promise might be sure to all the seed, not only to those who are of the law, but also those who are of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all? You see, he's the father of us all. Now, verse 17. As it is written, I have made you a father of many nations in the presence of him whom he believed, God, who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they did. All right. So I could go on because the, the rest of the verses start telling you a little bit more about how Abraham did that. Did that. But I want to focus on this 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 portion because this this portion particularly tells us a lot about um, faith and about what faith is and what faith is not. Okay, uh, it, it, it says that faith calls things. You see, that's another small important sidestep that I must let you know. Faith is not silent. Faith speaks. Faith calls things into being. It calls things out, calls things out of realm, one realm into our realm. Oh, glory to God. Faith calls things. It's not silent. It calls things. Faith is a caller. 
faith is a caller, you see. So he says that he calls those things which do not exist as though they did. It calls those things that do not exist as though they did. They did. Now, this is important. Now, look at this and understand this. Consider what faith calls and what faith does not call. It says here that faith calls those things that be not as though they were. It does not call those things that be as though they were not. I'm slowing down deliberately because you need to get this because this is also going to help you understand what faith is and what faith is not. You see, faith calls those things that be not as though they were. It does not call those things that be as though they were not. Faith calls those things that do not exist, that do not seem to be apparent as though they were and they come into being. It does not call what already exists as though it did not exist to make it disappear. Do you, do you start to grasp what I'm talking about here? Okay. Faith is always in, on the positive side of the equation and not on the negative side of the equation. This is also in keeping with the Spirit of God. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, that you will grasp this revelation. This is an important distinction because somebody is going to say that, what's the big deal? Why? Faith does not deny what is, what already exists. It calls what is not. That is what does not yet exist or is not yet apparent into being. So one of the things that faith is not is that faith is not denial. Faith is not denying the reality of whatever it is you are facing. It's not denying the pain you feel in your body. It's not denying whatever your situation or circumstance is. Faith is not denial. It does not deny. That's why it does not call what is. That is, it already exists, it's already happened, it's already real. It does not call what is as though it were not. It calls what is not as though it were. It calls it into being. Oh my goodness. Are you getting this? Are you getting this? This is deliberate teaching here. Because so many people have been calling what is as though it were not and calling that faith. And they are wondering why it's not working. Because that isn't faith. Faith calls what is not as though it were, not what is as though it were not. Okay, let me try to give you some examples. So if you are having symptoms in your body, faith does not say, I do not have symptoms. That would be a lie. If you are having a headache, faith does not say, I'm not having a headache. You're having a headache. Faith does not deny. Faith does not lie. What does faith call? Now, if you are having symptoms and you are having a headache, what is absent? What is not apparent? What does not exist? Healing? Health? So what faith does is not deny the symptoms that I'm not having these symptoms. 
sidestep it doesn't also reinforce that he's having the symptoms repeating it everywhere he goes that i'm having these symptoms i'm having this symptoms, i'm having this symptoms. it doesn't do that either but it doesn't deny that i got some symptoms going on right now what does faith call into being what is absent healing health so faith now calls the health that is absent to come into being so I'm not denying that I have a headache or that my I have a high blood pressure, um, high high temperature or whatever it is in my body. But I'm starting to call into being what I want. I want normal blood um, normal blood pressure. I want normal temperature. I want the, the I, I want healing and health in my body. That that calling those things into being causes whatever negative thing already exists to disappear and to dissipate. Hallelujah. Faith is not into denial. Faith is into approving the finished work. Faith is not into disagreement. It is into agreement with the finished work. Faith is not lying, but it is into the truth. Sometimes when we speak faith, even when we start calling those things that be not as though they were, it would seem we are lying. When I start to say, I am the healthy. I am healthy. I am healed. And meanwhile, people can see obvious symptoms in my body. It would seem like I'm lying, but I'm not lying. Because on another plane, in another realm, in the finished work of Christ, I am all those things that I am saying that I am. Hallelujah. I'm just calling them into being. Where I would be lying is if I start saying, I don't have um, this, I'm not sweating when, while I'm sweating. Or <laughs> I don't have any pains when I have pains. That would be a lie. But, but, but calling what is not as though it were is not a lie in the spiritual realm of, of things. So faith does not deny reality. Now listen to this. This is so key. This is the one that you want to take home and you want to really take into your heart. Faith does not deny reality. It simply embraces an alternative reality and superimposes that alternative reality upon its current reality. Hallelujah. Faith does not deny reality. It simply embraces an alternative reality, takes a hold of that alternative reality, and superimposes it upon its current reality. Hallelujah. Listen, the law of gravity is a reality and acts upon everything. That is a reality. Faith does not deny the law of gravity. The law of gravity acts upon everything upon the earth, okay? Now, faith is like now engaging the law of flight. The law of flight does not say the law of gravity no longer exists. It's just that the law of flight is superior to the law of gravity. And if you engage the law of flight... Hallelujah, the law of gravity is not going to be able to hold you to the ground any longer. Somebody give God the glory. I know that the gravity of this world, the gravity of sin, the gravity of problems, the gravity of issues has been trying to hold you down. But as you engage the law of faith, the law of flight in the spirit of faith, no law of earthly gravity will be able to hold you down any longer. Go ahead and give God the glory right now wherever you are. 
faith does not deny reality. It simply embraces an alternative reality, a spiritual and supernatural reality, and it superimposes it upon its current reality. So the scripture says in the book of Joel and chapter 3 and verse 10b, it says, let the weak say, I am strong. It did not say, let the weak say, I am weak. He says, let the weak say, I am strong. Hallelujah. Amen. But you must understand that statement. I know we word of faith people and who have fully understood and gotten deep in these things, we now change the wordings of the song. And we say, and I say that I am strong. And I say that I am rich because we don't even want to for one moment admit the weakness or admit the poverty. And I understand that it's okay. But there is a place of acknowledging your current situation because you are not in denial. You are just embracing a different reality. So I actually still prefer to sing, let the weak say I am, this, I am strong. That's what the scripture said. So there's a place for identifying where I'm weak, but then I start to call the strength that I don't have right now to come and take away my weakness. Hallelujah. I do not deny my present reality. I just get to work on actualizing the reality that my faith sees. Ooh. I get to work in, 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 to actualize the different reality that my faith sees. Hallelujah. Ooh. For we walk by faith and not by sight. I want you to understand something, particularly in the New Testament. Whenever it's talking, a lot of the time when it's talking about sight... It's talking about the things that we are able to engage with our five senses. It's saying that we do not operate by our five senses. We operate by what faith senses, sees. What faith sees. We walk by faith and not by sight. So faith becomes our true sight, not our senses. Uh, that's a sidestep, but I hope it blesses somebody right there, right now, in the name of Jesus. Uh, so, so, so in spiritual things, the facts that you see are not always the truth. The facts are the, the, the physical present reality that you can appreciate with your senses. But the truth is not always tangible and easily appreciated by your natural senses. So uh, this is important for us to understand. Uh, I know the world will tell you that facts don't change. And now the world is selling a dogma, an idea, a philosophy that truth is relative or truth is subjective. Starts talking about my truth and your truth and his truth and her truth. Well, that devil is a liar. Truth, the real truth is not subjective. Truth is eternal truth is unchangeable and contrary to popular modern day thinking facts are changeable it is actually the truth that does not change and i want to let you know that the truth is superior to facts ah uh, yes between truth and facts truth is superior to the facts truth changes facts hallelujah 
faith insists upon the truth above above the facts without denying the fact it's a fact that i have this experience but there's a truth that is superior to this fact and because it knows that the truth will ultimately align the facts will ultimately align with the truth i hold on to the truth because it's just a matter of the time the facts have to turn around and agree with the truth now on the cross jesus says it is finished. What did he mean uh, when he said this? He meant that he had completed all that needed to be completed. It's a finished work. So faith, <laughs> faith uh, is, is the finished work. Faith is believing that it is finished. Faith is believing that it is done. Are you hearing me what I'm saying? This, this is so important for you to grasp as I'm starting to bring this thing to a close. And I hope that you're already starting to gain so much more uh, insight and revelation as into exactly what faith is and what faith is not. Okay? So, so, so faith is believing what has already been done and then on the premise of what has already been done, the finished work of Christ, I'm able to call those things that be not as though they were and they come into being. It's a finished worker. Oh yes, by, by faith I'm now able to reconcile the finished work, my heavenly reality with my earthly domain. In heaven I'm already blessed by faith with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. But now by faith I've got to translate the finished work in the heavens into my earth. Uh, realistic faith actually, and which is a, a phrase that I have often coined that some people feel that is a contradiction but it is not. Real Realistic faith does not deny reality. It actually embraces uh, an alternative and superior reality and superimposes that upon its current reality. You see, faith is not blind. People think that, oh, blind faith, blind faith. No, 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 no. Faith is not blind. That the scripture says in the book of 2 Corinthians and chapter 5 and verse 7, that we walk by faith and not by sight is not synonymous to saying that we walk blindly. No, it's just saying that we see things with the eyes of faith. Faith is not blind. Faith is not foolish. Faith is not ignorant. Faith is not uh, 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 presumptuous. No, faith is founded in the truth of God's word. It fully understands the truth of God's word. It has grasped this truth as superior to even the fact of its real, its, its earthly life of its five senses. And it insists upon that supernatural spiritual truth to be superimposed upon the situation and the circumstance that is facing. So I, 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 that I am a faith man doesn't mean that I am a blind man. It doesn't mean that I don't see the reality of the situations and the circumstances around me. It doesn't mean that I don't see the bills. It doesn't mean that I don't see the problems. It doesn't mean that I don't see the challenges. No, no, no. I see them in the natural, but I choose to look at them through the eyes of faith, for we walk by faith and not by sight. So faith does not look at things and see them as they are. When faith looks at things, he sees them as, as how they can be. <laughs> Woo! So how are you looking at your situations and your circumstances? Are you looking at them through the eyes of faith? Are you seeing them through the goggles or the glasses of faith? 
Or are you looking at them through the dark glasses of doubt and fear and impossibility? You see, because when I look at them through the eyes of faith, all of a sudden, I see possibility where there was impossibility. I see uh, lifting where other people see a downcasting. I see opportunity where people see problem. The eyes of faith is able to see what can be over what is without denying what is right now but knowing that what is right now is subject to change what you are going through right now it is subject to change what problem you're facing right now is subject to change more bills than money can pay it's subject to change things have not yet fallen on on you in pleasant places it is subject to change just hold on to your faith which has great recompense of reward don't let go of your faith in the mighty name of jesus you shall be victorious for this is the victory that overcomes the world even our faith I decree and declare you're coming out of that situation. You're coming out of that circumstance. You're coming out of that problem. Even by the spirit of faith. In the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. We give God all the glory. Faith always speaks. I'm going to give you the next 30 seconds or so to start speaking to whatever situation or circumstance you are facing right now. I want you to speak with the spirit of faith. Well, come on, go ahead and speak to it. Call what, what is not as though it were. You see, now meditate and think through. What have I been calling? Have I been calling what is as though it were not? Or have I been calling those things that be not as though they were? What is it that you need? I need some finances in my life, I start calling it. In the name of you, I call forth prosperity. I call forth increase. I call forth supply. In the name of Jesus, I call what is not in my space right now to come into my space. Are you weak? Are you tired? Come on, call forth strength. Go ahead right now, call in the strength. I'm calling in strength. I'm calling in divine enablement. I'm calling in divine assistance to raise me up and help me right now. Are you confused? Are things unclear to you right now? Now, come on, call in wisdom, call in illumination, call in divine direction. Does it seem like all the doors are closing now all around you? Instead of denying that indeed you are facing that kind of dismal situation, why not call in favor? I call in favor right now to secure for me continual open doors in the mighty name of Jesus. What is your situation? What is your circumstance? What do you need that is absent in your space right now? Call it in by the spirit of faith founded upon the word of God. And you shall have a testimony of supernatural turnaround. If you believe me what I'm saying, come on, shout amen. Type it in the feed right now on Facebook, on YouTube, wherever you're tuned into. And give God all the glory because now you are victorious through the spirit of faith. In the mighty name of Jesus and the people said, Amen and Amen and Amen and Amen. Hallelujah. We believe with our hearts, we confess with our lips, and we are saved. Hallelujah. You've got to believe with your heart and then you've got to let that faith be expressed through your confession. Hallelujah. If you're out there and you haven't accepted Jesus Christ yet as your Lord and Savior, this is your moment. This is your opportunity. The price has been paid. 
the blessings are available in spiritual places, but you've got to embrace it even by faith right now. So if you are ready to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, please repeat these words of prayer after me. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for giving your life for me, for paying the price for my salvation. Today, I repent of my sins and I accept you as my Lord and my Savior. Woo! Hallelujah. I believe with my heart. I confess with my lips. Therefore, by faith, I am born again. I'm a new creation in Christ Jesus. If you prayed that prayer, you are indeed born again. You are saved. You are delivered. And we are so excited to receive you into the body of Christ. All we need you to do now is to contact us directly on any of our social media platforms, direct message us, send us an email, or follow the pathway that's on our website. And let's get you growing in the Lord, planted in the house of the Lord in the name of Jesus. Amen. We can't close out the service without giving you an opportunity to partner with us in the work of the Lord. So the various details on how you can give to support and partner with us are being shown on the screen right now. Please choose the pathway that is most preferred by you to give towards the work of the Lord. Give generously, give abundantly, and see God bless you. I speak a word of blessing upon every giver and every gift today. Lord, let the windows of heaven be manifestly opened over their lives and cause the earth to yield its increase unto them in the name of Jesus. Grant them favor, knowledge, understanding, divine direction, the knowledge of witty inventions and what to do that will cause them to abound and to prosper in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I trust you to do more than I've asked because I've asked in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Don't you miss out next week Wednesday because next week Wednesday we're going to go into the mechanics of how faith actually works from inception to conclusion. You don't want to miss that teaching. It's going to be liberating. It's going to be a great blessing to you. Let's close out tonight's service with the grace, the grace, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Rest and abide with us now and forevermore. Amen. And surely God's goodness and God's mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives and we shall dwell in the house of the lord forever and ever amen and amen we hope you've enjoyed this uplifting sermon from house on the rock church the london lighthouse we hope you've been informed and inspired join us for services every wednesday and sunday follow us on twitter instagram and facebook at HOTR London. Also, live stream our services on YouTube at HOTR London. For more information, visit our website on hotr.org.uk.